Hey fuck boys and fuck ladies, this is Tyler from Worst in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worst in the Industry are their own and in no way representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization. Yell at us, not at them. Maybe send me a dick pic every once in a while. That'd be cool. Thanks and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. live show by the way um i'm gonna have a stack of pies next to me and anytime you say friend of the show i'm gonna fucking throw one at you do it bitch i'm gonna waste so many pies tyler how would you you feel about dressing up like pat robertson i'd rather be jim baker (laughs) you'd rather it's you i I, we could accept jim baker james backer james James backer well that means that one of us has to be tammy Colin, I, I will. I will be Tammy Faye Baker. I'll. I. I think it'd be funnier if it was me. I. All right. That's I'll fair. Put on the makeup. It's. Do we have to get a pantsuit or like a like yes. a? Yes. <laughs> yes. He has to be in a pantsuit. Big suit. fucking shoulder pads. I'm like six feet wide. Perfect. I can't oh, fit through man. anything that could reasonably be called the door. Yeah. So I was talking to Ben Roethlisberger the other day. Oh, Ben, you didn't Christ. tell me that. You were talking to Tyler? Yeah, yeah. he called me on his burner phone. Because, you know, he's a fugitive. He's a fugitive. Well, after he assaulted Pat Robertson yeah. live. It's, it's pretty, he prefers it's, the term outmate. It's pretty crazy how he can play for the Steelers every Sunday still and still manage to get out without being arrested. This guy's I mean, got the jukes, the man. That's the privilege yeah. of professional athletes. Yeah. You tell you tell that to the those pit bulls that Michael Vick was having sex with. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's not what he was doing with those dogs. Oh, I'm sorry. You was wouldn't it? Des- you wouldn't describe having sex with a professional football player as fighting. I would. I wouldn't know. I haven't had sex with any professional football players. Just watch the Ray Rice tape. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just naming, I'm just naming every football player that comes to mind that's done something horrible. And the thing is, I won't run out anytime soon. No. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> he murdered his kid. He mur- he allegedly, his kid. allegedly. Uh, Plaxico Burst shot that dude. OJ Simpson. That's a given. Yeah, uh, he didn't do anything wrong. He wrote the book. If I did it, it's, it that's only if he did it. Colin was he it? Didn't do it. Aaron Rodgers. Or no, no Rodgers he just looks old. Aaron, Aaron Rodriguez. No, he's a baseball player. The no, guy, no. Oh, yeah, the, right. The, the, the Patriots receiver. The, uh, Tom uh, Brady? Uh, no, no receiver. Peyton I Brady. don't I don't know football. Aaron <laughs> Hernandez. Every Aaron Patriot Hernandez. is Aaron Tom Hernandez. Brady. He's the one who killed his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know how sometimes you're like, man, I love cock so much, I'm going to kill the next woman I see. <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> that's what he did. And then he's like, 
too horny for this world. I've definitely been too horny for this world, but... Speak, speaking of being too horny for this world. Yeah, speaking of being too horny for this You're world. welcome, by the way, Justin. Do you Thank know how you. hard I worked? That was you know, a great I, segue. I made a Ben Roethlisberger joke, and I brought it all the way back. You did. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, let's talk about completely un- <laughs> unmitigated sexual impulse control. Anyways, uh, hey, hi, hello, and welcome once again to another episode of Worst in the Industry. The podcast where this three-pack of various enemas attempts to emit and extrude our truths about quackery both benign and malignant. My name is Justin St. Peter, and I am boofing like my life depends on it to my left. My enema bag is full of Miller High Life, and my name is Colin Stanley to my left. Oh, what's up, bros? My name is Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, Ben! How'd you get to Tyler's house so quick? No. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I can, I, can run a, I can run a 40-yard dash in nine seconds. <laughs> He's breaking the sound barrier, running down the freeway. This is another This is another Justin episode. Hey, it's the I, boy. I've decided to yank the reins out of the hands of Colin and Tyler to bring you a little oddball episode uh, to, yeah. to help cleanse your ear palates in between our last very lengthy series and our next thank series, God. which will also likely be very lengthy. Thank God he did, because I went to get a, uh, a brain scan the other day because my brain was feeling odd after the Televangelist series, and I realized that it was just mush. It was, like, soft and springy. So I started taking brain force again, and now it's back to being hard and calcified like a brain should be. Interesting that you brought up going to the doctor for a brain scan. I did the same thing. He slapped the scan right up on that little fucking, that little white thing. He's like, I hate to tell you, son, full-on cornflake brain. (laughs) Talking about cornflake brains, uh, I'm bringing up a home state favorite. One, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg. Yes, Kellogg, not that Kellogg. Sort of, of Kellogg cereals fame. Sort to of. clear up a quick misconception that even I had before starting research on this episode, this Kellogg did indeed invent cornflakes, which we will get yep. into later. But he did not start the Kellogg company, which persists no, it his, today. It was, it was his, his brother, brother, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was Will yeah. Keith Kellogg. Yeah. Yep. There's always Keith. a business brain... And a jerk-off brain. Oh, no, they're both business brain, and they're both jerk-off brain, and we will get to that in a little bit. Uh, now, the Kellogg du jour... Real renaissance, oh. man. Yeah, uh, John Harvey was born in Tyrone, Michigan, to John Preston Kellogg and his mother, Anne Jeanette Stanley, on the 26th of February in 1852. Oh, we Tom, is there yet, something you want to tell us? No, we weren't here yet. We didn't get here to the 30s. A family of Seventh-day Adventists, uh, they were actually the one of four parishioners uh, or members of the congregation uh, who pledged large sums of money to actually relocate some of the originators of the sect to Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, along with their publishing business. Now, this family, the White family, would eventually take little Johnny under their wing at the age of 12, where he began working in their print shop in various capacities, uh, which, uh, you know, seemed a sight better than working in his father's broom factory. <laughs> yes, that's right. Kellogg comes from broom money. He's big broom business. It's old, uh, you know, old bristle money. No. Oh, big broom. Great, 
honestly, if your big dad, broom, if your dad owned and operated a broom factory, that's like, that's like the best. That's like fucking uh, Back to the Future mayor style propaganda you get to use, because you could be like, I'll sweep the streets clean instead of being an an oppressed and segregated black jan- uh, janitor in a diner. You get to be like, I come from broom money. I'll sweep the streets clean of all the people who aren't white. And also the ones who are jerking off all the time. Or, or ever. Or ever, ever. That was a big oh. thing with him, was just ever. Once? It was just, it's, we'll, we'll get to it. I, 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 this is a little, I'm going to give you a little rundown of John Harvey's life before we move into the things that I find detestable about the man. He's into like the Odinism. dare of coming. Pretty much. Uh, now, his religion, Seventh-day Adventism, is where many of his stranger theories come to light about food and health and um, other bodily functions. Which isn't to say that Seventh-day Adventism didn't have some relatively healthy ideas for the day, such as, like, vegetarianism and avoiding alcohol uh, and, you know, avoiding, like, a coffee and things like that. John Harvey Kellogg took these ideas and ran with them, largely because of how the scientific community functioned at the time. Kellogg, throughout his young life, didn't receive much in the way of formal education, as many Seventh-day Adventists did in the day, and as many don't today. However, he did eventually attend the Michigan Normal School, what would become Eastern Michigan University. <laughs> the and Michigan I, Normal the Michigan Normal School. Yeah, that sounds like a place you see. Not what I'd call the people who go to Eastern nowadays. Fuck no. The Michigan Normal School. Guys, remember when they had a serial killer? Oh yeah. Did you get? Did you not get into Central? Don't know how that happened. Go to the Michigan Normal School. Where uh, only normal people are allowed. Cent- By the way, for those who don't know, Central Michigan University is a school where uh, you can major in binge drinking and minor it's in du- it is It is Sodom and Gomorrah and debauchery. Honestly? It's, he did go to Eastern. Yeah. That, that, well, that's what we're saying, is that Eastern oh, you said is worse Central. than Central. Oh, well, yeah, it's like the... And the... this is how bad Central is. Yeah. So imagine, play in the mindscape. Close your eyes. Uh, he did go on from there to begin his medical school, uh, at the University Medical School in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and, uh, what would become the University of Michigan. Uh, and eventually he would complete his medical education at the New York University Medical College, uh, from which what he year? did, in fact, earn his MD. What year was that? 1875. So they were still demons in your blood things. Um, to it, it was like the end of the like, oh, we gotta, you know, do some cocaine about it uh, era. Yeah. Um, it, it was like there was, but they were still they were still prescribing cannabis. Oh, you still yes. prescribe cocaine. You still prescribe heroin. like heroin drugs yeah. and shit. It's just we're also like sometimes we clean the saw before and after surgery. Yes, yeah, uh, John Harvey Kellogg was actually a very early proponent of germ theory. Germ theory. As well as many Seventh-day Adventists, believe yeah. it or not. Wow. You know you know what they you know what another very famous Seventh-day Adventist was a huge proponent of? Uh, homegrown surgery, Rockterio. Oh boy. <laughs> Canadian cult leader and serial killer. Yeah. Isn't isn't the the phrase uh, cleanliness is close to godliness, isn't that like a Seventh-day Adventist thing? Yeah, personal cleanliness was a huge deal. 
uh, as well as like monitoring your diet. Like it was, it was highly recommended that you lived a vegetarian lifestyle. Um, you, you abstained from caffeine. You abstained completely from alcohol. Pussy smoking, yeah. tobacco. Yeah. Uh, now, well, uh, as well as opiates, as far as medicine was concerned. Wow. Uh, opiates, opiates were also considered bad, which is again not a bad idea for the time. Yeah. I think the jury's out on that one. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) The township I live in has, like, more heroin overdoses per capita than, like, most other cities in this part of Michigan. I think the jury's out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, jury's jury's still out on that one. That's why I'm like, no, Colin, you can't do opium. No, Colin, stop telling our audience to do crack. No, Colin. I didn't say that. Yes, you said that. He didn't say do crack. He said you were encouraged. He wasn't. He wasn't like saying you should do it. He was. He was doing the thing from Fast Times and Ridgemont High, Thank where it's like be a lot cooler if you did. I thought. It, I thought you were gonna say I was doing the thing from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where in the day I do a job as a professional actor, and on the weekends I get fucked to death by a horse. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's where I was going. Yeah, that's exactly the direction Tyler was going there. Uh, now, one is- year. One year. Uno. Uh, one year after receiving his medical degree, John Harvey Kellogg was named the director of the Western Health Reform Institute uh, to be renamed the next year by him. Prestigious. This institute was uh, formed by uh, Seventh-day Adventist money. It was the original plan of the Whites, as well as the Kellogg family, to send John Harvey in order to put him in this position to create a Seventh-day Adventist Western Health Reform Institute in michigan he did this all under the patronage of the whites as well as his own family so it's very clear from the beginning like where he was going in his education so it was like when mike lindell made the american sleep association so he could say his pillows were recommended by the american exactly thank you exactly thank you tyler it's a perfect parallel because (laughs) he He, too, tricked the rich and famous with his bullshit. Uh, I I didn't trick anybody. The real trickery that's been happening here, and I'll tell you about it, is this Dominion voting software. Over 16 trillion falsified illegal alien dead voters voted in Wayne County, Michigan. Wayne County, Michigan, a population of 16 Mike, people. Mike, Mike, go, go back go back and do coke with Ben Roethlisberger, okay? What? No, I don't do cocaine anymore. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> when did you get here? I'm a big fan. You know, up in... Go do some lines with him. Get out of here, Mike. I don't do it, but I like to be in the same room. It's like trying to go in the smoking section at a restaurant, even... Though you don't smoke any, all my restaurant, bar, and grill still have a smoking section, but just for crack. John Harvey, uh, in renaming the Michigan, the Western Health Reform Institute to the Battle Creek, Battle Creek, Battle Creek Medical Surgical Sanitarium. Ah, uh, sanitarium. Yeah, John Harvey actually uh, began the use of the phrase sanitarium. 
Uh, mm. he, he, he coined it as, as a smart PR move, which repainted the facility as a, a sanitary and healthy place, which it was. It was a relatively clean facility. Uh, it, it is essentially a five-star hotel mixed with a spa, mixed with, like, all those horrible therapies that they did to people in the 50s and 60s and before that, like, hydrotherapy and, like, it's, oh, they just, like, he would just bathe you in light bulbs. Oh, yeah, UV. No, it wasn't even you. It wasn't even like it was very much just fluorescent light. It was like uh, it was like the 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 electrotherapy that yeah. I believe it was it was literally like hold on, I still got his Wikipedia page up. What yeah? I talked about I I talked about it in the Brinkley episode where they had like electric hairbrushes and like electric this and like and it was just a normal hairbrush that they like attached some jumper cables to and were like it's electric. Uh, it it is it is uh phototherapy. Ah, yes. Phototherapy, he also used heat baths. He invented a lot of this nonsense. Like, he okay. was just firing off patents left and right. Yeah, now now people are using horse medicine. Yeah, I mean, it's not far. Um, Ivermectin is, ag- there is a human version. Yes. It's just not, not the, the version people are getting prescriptions using. for it. Besides Joe Rogan. They're just getting the sheep dewormer. I read a post where somebody was like, the hospitals denied our request to, to give this life-saving medicine, this is evil. We're going to smuggle it in and give it to our intubated family member. And I was like, I hope you succeed. I hope you do. I really do. I, I hope you, it fixes them. So I've been reading on Reddit, like, all these nurses and, like, hospital workers who are like, every day, at least once a day, I have to stop, physically stop somebody from pulling somebody's vent out like somebody's intubated and they they're like i have to stop them because they're like this is what's killing them it's like that's the only thing keeping them alive yeah john harvey kellogg never once fucked really pretty sure he never came either Gotcha beat, bud. I do it multiple times. God, every could day. you imagine? Can't. Could you imagine being like fifty years old and Being-self. having never fucking come? Like nope. your your fucking balls. Is he a must be like or an fucking. Incel? Is a vol cell? Yeah, you know, if it's okay. So first of all, there's nothing. There's no such thing as an incel. Celibacy is voluntary. Period. There's no such thing as no, involuntary no, no. I, I celibacy. Know, I know, but it's a mindset. Don't difference. give these dickheads legitimacy. No, no, no. I know. It's the mindset is this different. Incels believe it's involuntary, even though it's not. Vol vol cells know it's voluntary and make the choice. That is what I'm saying. It's. I'm just he saying. Don't give them He's legitimacy by promoting their ideas. Is he a vol cell? Though? Okay, that's what I'm asking. It's uh, because but, if he is, he all that. All that, all that, all that. Oh, it's man, turning all that manergy, male, he's got all, all that, that fucking manergy that he's harnessing from not coming for fifty years. That guy's fucking levitating. He's not step. He hasn't had to use fucking legs for like thirty years. He's just fucking floating on air, inventing like electricity baths and shit like Magneto. Which is crazy because he's got fucking balls that weigh the amount of regulation bowling balls. It's, they <laughs> yeah. just—they don't get bigger. They just get more dense. Yeah. Yeah. He, he built like the fucking he built like the Professor X room, but it just runs on cum energy. I bet you could open it up and it would look like a fucking dragon for Cerebro, that's just... the thing. It's Yeah, he uh he did marry. Never uh, fucked. Never fucked. Never fucked, never consummated his marriage, never even shared a bed with his wife. Uh 
The Bible gay. says you're supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, he's probably though. gay. Yeah. He was he was he was probably gay. Uh but or asexual. He, I mean also distinctly possible, but like he he like I am erring on the side of asexual because he was he was one of those people that was just obsessed with sex and masturbation, but in in so there is there's a very unhealthy way to be obsessed with sex and masturbation where it's all you think about, all you talk about, all you do. That's it's not healthy. It's not good for anyone. It's also very, very unhealthy to be on the other end of the spectrum and be obsessed with stopping yourself and other people from having sex and masturbating. That's incredibly fucked up and it shows a level of personal obsession that is unseen in many other things <laughs> i think if if we ever get a time machine one of the first things we should do go back 1875 let's go to battle creek we'll strap him to a table i'm not raping john harvey kellogg no you're gonna help me strap oh. him down tyler you have to do it because your hands are the smallest oh tyler's are the most feminine <laughs> no his they're not i wouldn't say they're feminine he works in the machine shop but yeah, there, there's he a lot of calluses. lotion more times than they're either slender. ever have. And he's and he's got such a pretty face, like oh, that man. if he made eye contact, I think you just really get him to spurt. Hairless like a child at all. I would Once like to get... reiterate: No, I am not helping you rape John Harvey Kellogg. I wonder rape he really wants. It's no, he doesn't. <laughs> I wonder if he would be, like, into, like, you know, having his balls stepped on on high heels. I think he would be that type of guy. I don't think that he, like, I think... Well, it's so, like, just... intensity was something that he, dis like, despised religiously. That's part of why, like, why he his inventions were the way they were, because they were literally designed to dull the senses. Pain think... and pleasure are the same thing to him, and they're both bad. I yeah, exactly. I but I feel like if, if he was, like... If he was going to indulge in this sort of thing, uh, it would need to be extreme. I think I think he is gay. I think that's what the, you know what I'm this saying. Is, this is like that internalized homophobia that that some gay guys experience, where they're like, they go the opposite way, where they become super homophobic, like outwardly, because of how shameful they feel. He's doing that, but he's just putting it on everybody else too, because it's not enough for him to be clean. Everybody has to be clean because everybody is a temptation if they're not clean too. Could it be. is. It is. I'm sorry. Possible. Did I get it's, a little? <laughs> that was. That was a little. That was a little. Uh, I mean, it's, you may be right. You may be right. I. I honestly, I think that like if he if he was he like because even those those self hating like self homophobic you know closet gay people like they'll they'll fuck they'll fuck on the DL they'll you sometimes. Know, if it's they don't have that of kind time. of willpower, that kind of fucking manergy, that's, that that's strength what makes me think that, that comes. He was either like totally asexual, because like he just—I swear to God, the man never came in his fucking life. That he never like—I don't think John Harvey Kellogg ever had like a shame in an outhouse like when he was a fucking thirteen years old. You don't think he had any like hot no. gash on the side? Absolutely no. fucking not. You never, you never. You the never, man who invents cornflakes does not fuck. Like those I, two things are mutually exclusive. Actually, my this is gonna be a. I'm gonna say this now to get it out of the way. Cornflakes, pretty banging. I'm a big fan. Cornflakes like are pretty plain. Cornflakes? No, you put like banana. Like yeah, no, 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 no. That's too much. That's too much. 
That's too much. That's not how he Potassium, intended them. Potassium, I need it for the that's, hangover. No, that's that's not how he intended them. You can't have fruit with things because that's too and much also, flavor. And also, this was pre-banana in the United States. This also was pre-banana. Do, do you know the bananas we eat nowadays are, are actually not, not the bananas yeah. that we that we previously uh, enjoyed, and that's what artificial banana flavoring is based off of? Because mm-hmm. they were all destroyed by a fungal disease. Yeah. Yep. And all citrus fruits are just crossbreeds of, like, four original citrus fruits. Yeah. Every, every banana we have is exactly the same. They're all clones. I like I like a banana. Uh, I like bananas, now, too. Just a, they fit in your hand. And down your throat. Stop it, Kirk Cameron. I love Kirk Cameron. He's right about everything. No. Uh, now, to reiterate my, my last point, just to, just to really pound that home. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, John, I'm Harvey. Like... John, John Harvey. John Harvey Kellogg, again, never once fucked. Yes, once, we're going to remind you guys of that constantly. It's going to come up again. He never shared a bedroom with his wife, and although they fostered 42 children oh, and what? adopted eight, including some black children, which goes wildly against his racial views. Uh, Maybe, well, he wants to make them better than they could be if they were raised in yeah, he wants it, to this was still the degenerate family. This was still the time that you thought you could turn non-white people white through, like, you know, virtue. Um, yeah, this is what they, this yeah, is they, they were... This they, is what they, they, none of their own biological children is the point This is making. what they were putting African kids in cages in fucking zoos. But we do that now. It's called the border. Oof. Oof. There's a whole lot of other wackadoo nonsense in the personal history of John Harvey Kellogg, which some may find very fascinating, such as his theological views and his 640-page book, The Living Temple, which is available as a scan online for free. It's It's a manifesto. No, it's too organized to be a manifesto. It's too organized. It's not concise enough. It's... It's 640 pages. Our, our boy TK's was pretty, like, on the... Mu- like, it was very, like, on topic. Uh, now, this is not the podcast to discuss the uh, theological ramblings of a man obsessed with masturbation. Um, if you would but... like to research that on your own time, fucking go nuts. John Harvey know. never once did. He never. <laughs> That's. It's a good oh, one. You wrote that one. That's a good one. I did not. I did not. Really? You son yeah, of a bitch. Uh, now we are going to today help paint a picture of the ideas and practices of John Harvey Kellogg using a few select examples. Three, to be precise, all of which still affect each of us today. And I say each of us because I mean two thirds of them affect everybody, and one third of them affects us. The first, and most famous, although not the most heinous by far, was his invention of quite a few vegetarian foods, including the very first vegetable-based meat substitute, uh, and one of which, which ended up on Colin's hierarchy of needs. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah, John Harvey Kellogg invented peanut butter. That's not true. No, it is. I thought the inventor of peanut butter was... Carver, who invented, no, he invented like, like a whole shitload of other things, but it wasn't the peanut. He invented butter. all of that, but not peanut butter. Yep, he did. What the he fuck did. is he that guy? Con- contrary to that episode of that cartoon that aired when we were children, that had the that Proud episode. Family. Yeah. And it was the movie. Okay, fuck it. No, it wasn't the Proud Family. 
No, there was the one with the time travelers, and there was... What fucking show are you watching? I don't remember the name. I'll have to look into it, but it claims... George Washington it's... Carver, I'm very certain... He did not... Dude, I, he did not invent peanut butter. Like, this is a part of my fucking research. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Anyways. He did not invent peanut butter. Thank you, Tracy. I feel like he that's was one the of the greatest. He was one of the greatest inventors in American history, discovering over 300 uses for peanuts, but yeah. not one of them was peanut butter. Yeah, I don't want to like. I'm not trying to besmirch George Washington Carver. I'm just saying, like, he got a lot. He just didn't get that. Three hundred yeah. tries to make peanut butter. He made a shampoo. Failures. He made a shampoo out of peanuts <laughs> before. <laughs> didn't do peanut butter. Shampoo out of peanuts. Amazing. <clears throat> Now, all of these foods, uh, peanut butter included, were originally intended, uh, designed even, to be purposefully bland in accordance with his Seventh-day Adventist religious beliefs. Nah, and one of them, is not bland. One of them in particular was designed to be the blandest food of all. Cornflakes. I so love cornflakes, though. though. So it's, again, you, you're you like, you're, oh yeah, you put, you, you, you can't do that. Like, you can't do that. That's not a cornflake. A like, cornflake is literally just the flakes. I yeah. would enjoy it. Are you sure? Milk in plain corn? Okay. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to jerk off after. Well, the cornflakes that we have now I mean, have I a lot won't of be able to jerk off after. It's, yeah, I was going to say, they, they also just, like, have sugar in them as they make them. This is literally just, like, this is a wheat cereal that has been lightly processed. I wheat would still eat that and come. We'll test that theory later. Ben, okay. get over here, Ben. Ben Rock, oh, Mike so Lindell, fast. get on your knees. Mike Lindell is passed out in my bathtub right now. There's blood <laughs> leaking out of multiple holes on his face. I think All right, now's the ben perfect time. Ben got into an altercation. <laughs> I heard something about Mike Lindell doesn't have a crap. fat head. <laughs> He should. Though. He's I'm a real going. fat head. I I oh buy God. one. I, I would wish buy Mike one. Lindell had a fat head. I would buy one. Wheat cereals existed long, long before John Harvey Kellogg. Uh, but our John Harvey was known for changing the game of breakfast. Did he? Wait, wait, wait. Did he? This, uh, did he? Lake through a process he claimed. Did he disrupt the industry? He. Did, in fact, disrupt the industry. I'm did he innovate wow. the wheat cereal? He, he actually, like, he highly innovated the wheat cereal. Uh, now, again, he claimed that this process came to him in a dream. His From wife life. disagrees. <laughs> she claims that she invented the process. Probably. Sure they she disagreed did. on quite a bit, presumably because they he didn't never fuck. fucked her. Once, and she, and, and ever in his entire life. God, she must have been flicking her fucking bean like seven times a day. That bitch. Just to deal with that this poor woman. And this is like 1870s, so she's like, she's sitting on the fucking washboard down at the creek to feel something. She doesn't even have a dryer yet. Yeah. Now, uh... <laughs> you like that one, Tyler? <laughs> in, in order for her to, her to fucking get a dildo, she has to fucking cut down a tree and she make She's got a fucking whittle. Yeah. It's, you got a hey, you got a she's got an ear of corn, corn okay? Ear of corn. City girls got all them toys. Country ear girls corn. make do. 
You want to be pulling fucking corn silk out of your pussy for years? That's a yeast infection waiting to happen. You put a condom on it. Put a condom yeah, you put a condom. It's, they had condoms back then. They were all well, made of sheep's intestines. Yeah, the condom is yeah. called the husk. The. <laughs> there we go. It's got bugs in it, but who cares? Bada bing. Yeah, all right. Maggot wriggling. <laughs> Extra pleasure. Yeah, it's like it's like ribbed condoms nowadays. Just, Ugh. They used to be maggots. It's like That's the girl that got... put the lobster in her pussy. I don't have we'll time get, to we'll, ask. We'll why. come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that at <laughs> hey, some we'll, point. We'll come back. Let's move on. <laughs> Uh, now, the this is not John Harvey Kellogg's first cereal, actually. He had attempted to market another cereal, I believe it called Granules, which oh. is just a delicious name for a cereal. Uh, it, it had a, a, the like insane intended nuts. effect. It's, uh, Grape Nuts will come up in a moment. Oh, God. He made Grape Nuts. No, he did the not. cereal that grows. That's what uh, I want. That's what I want in the morning. I want to pour a bowl of cereal. I want it to double as soon as I add milk. Yeah. Grape uh, nuts. The cereal that is neither grapes nor nuts. Nor nuts. What is it? Uh, now, going back to the sanitarium ran by uh, our Kellogg, uh, the, the, you know, the rich and famous would come through here. I mean, he, he was... Clients of his uh, in the day were, you know, fucking Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, big names in technology and industry. Didn't Buster the biggest Keaton... liars of the age. Yeah, the biggest shysters that ever lived. Come I believe uh, Buster Keaton was after uh, Kellogg's death. That's right, yeah. Or, or just shortly before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of celebrities came Buster. through there, including one uh, CW Post... The inventor <gasps> of Grape Nuts. Grape Nuts! Um, and Post Cereal, who went on to, after he, he went to the sanitarium and did not feel quote-unquote cured, so Seventh-day Adventism wasn't for him. So he went to a another sanitarium ran by Christian scientists. Oh, God. Felt ah, cured. Fucking hate those people. Jesus moved Christ. back to Battle Creek. Started a Christian scientist sanitarium and essentially bit off John Kellogg's whole bit. So what you're telling me is there was a turf war between two ridiculous sects of Christianity. Well, at least yes! some Adventists take their kids to the fucking doctor. Christian yeah, scientists literally, like, their kid will break their arm, the bone will go through the skin, and they'll be like, uh, put some oil on it. We'll make them lay down and put some olive Turpentine. oil on it. Turpentine. This led to significant competition, both between John Harvey Kellogg, uh, Will Keith Kellogg, and CW Post, that would drive the cereal industry to what it was today. However, another very deciding factor uh, was one that created the Kellogg company as we know it, split up the Kellogg family, the, you know, the greater Kellogg family, not the nuclear mm. Kellogg family. John Harvey Kellogg, and Will Keith Kellogg had a disgusting, knockdown, drag out, falling out over whether or not they would put sugar on the cereal. Oh. It's the right choice. It's the, the right choice, but it's not the godly choice. It is it? not the godly choice. Now, they made this decision while under John Harvey's company. After this decision not to add sugar to the cornflakes 
Will Keith left, formed Kellogg, the company that we know and consume today, and invented Frosted Flakes. They're gonna keep you from coming. This this family. No, those will make you. Come. Like Frosted Flakes caused a lifelong rift between these brothers, which lasted until their deaths. Yeah. Tony it's the they never they fucking hated each other. They never. It's this man never came, and he could hold one hell of a grudge. What's well, because I, what I think the two are story? correlated. He never once in his life, never once, had post nut clarity. Don't no. you guys? If you guys never come, like you guys come, and it's like it's not even just like decisions about like your sexuality or like your sex life or any of that. Like you'll come and you'll be like, gotta file my taxes. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> It's or like, like, you know what? I was kind of an asshole. You're today. like, and then you, I, I like, I have, yeah. I have like been angry at somebody, fucking, you know, fucking beat one out, and then afterwards been like, I'm gonna text them and apologize. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was, it was I was being a dick. I was wrong. You should do it before wrong. and after making major life decisions. I did it yep. while you get while we talked about forming the podcast. It's like it's like how when you're making a decision, you need to make it sober, and then you need to get really drunk, and then make the decision, and then. You know, if if they line up, then both of your brains are okay with it. Mm-hmm. The second, <laughs> and absolutely the fucking worst of John Harvey's various sins, cornflakes included. That's here, uh, baby. It was his significant scientific and monetary contributions to the field and ideas of eugenics! Yay! Eugenics! Yeah. Woo! Phrenology! Skull sizes are yeah. the most important thing. Dimples. Oh, 100%. Dimples. Uh, John Harvey Kellogg believed in these racist, bullshit, pseudoscience ideas so wholeheartedly and so fucking fervently that he, upon his passing, left the entirety of his estate to a eugenics foundation which he had started. His own eight adopted children be damned. Again, four of those children, I believe, were black. Oh my god. Just to, just to keep it to the point real quick before I move on to like the real awful shit for anybody who doesn't understand the concept of eugenics. Uh, John Harvey believed fervently in the segregation of the races, in quote-unquote genetic purity, uh, in phrenology, which is the study of skull sizes and the determining factors of that, which has to do with race and intelligence. It's all pseudoscientific horseshit. None of it's and true. It's all inherently racist. He supported the, the culling and sterilization of the disabled and also believed in the maintaining of the purity of the American gene pool through the exclusion of immigrants. So oh, if he lived, and yes, Tyler, if he the lived, Nazis if, did love it. They if, were, he, if, he, if he lived longer, he would have definitely been part of the, uh, the German-American boond. Like, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, it's Absolutely. also interesting that, that like, we had, like, the, the, the allusion to, like, incels, right? Because, hmm. obviously, this guy never fucks. Um, but, like, incels nowadays have this super weird fixation on, like, skull size and shape. Like, the yeah. virgin skull versus the Chad skull is, like, a thing they talk about all the time. 
because like my forehead's too big or my chin's not defined enough like they talk about that shit all the time and it's like that's how you know like the second somebody starts talking about skulls you're like oh you're either a nazi or a loser who pisses people off so much you can't get laid yeah if anyone if listeners if anyone ever (laughs) talking to you about skull sizes Give him the old Richard Spencer special. These, the foundation that was started by John Harvey Kellogg uh, was known as, quote, the Race Betterment Foundation. It was established in 1911 in Michigan. Wow, pretty bare face there. The 100 yeah. meter is a real disgrace nowadays, and I'm hoping to clean up its act. <laughs> now, uh, John Harvey Kellogg, through the Race Betterment Foundation, uh, sponsored three national conferences not one not two but three national conferences on eugenics one in 1914 one in 1915 and one in 1928 don't think he ever came to america maybe hitler heard about it oh so i can't confirm or deny that i just don't think he did by, he, by all he accounts, he's never, he never bunch, went to America. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he, he shared a whole lot of fucking letters with uh, Henry Ford. Actually, it's it's not very likely that he did because his favorite writer um, had this huge fictionalized series yeah. about how America was. And Hitler, like, loved those books, but he never, never like, maybe Maybe him and Henry Ford himself. talked about uh, this kind of shit. Never fucking know. It's a possibility. It's just a possibility. They probably they, did. They probably did. Hey, I got this guy uh, over here. Now, eugenics. The... eugenics. Well, yeah, I mean, if Henry Ford went to the sanitarium, yeah. 100% Hitler knew about it. I mean, he absolutely, Henry Ford loved this. Oh, yeah, he definitely, he definitely, he definitely told I love his, his best friend Hitler about it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> do you think they had cute little nicknames for each other? Hey, Addie. Addie. Just re- a ring, ring, ring. <laughs> yeah, Hi, Addie. Yeah, yeah, Hank. Oh, do you think they were just like, like phone sexing phone oh job oh. oh oh yeah stop oh yeah stop don't stop stop don't stop don't stop stop i'm about to come stop don't um, stop stop is there an umlaut over the yes, u come. Come? i'm about to about to fucking kill Oh fuck, Himmler, get in here! I'm about to fucking kill him. Get the jar. <laughs> because Nazis have always had cum jars. Yeah. Of course. The cum sock was too too dry. This race betterment foundation uh, worked. Tony figurine. Oh, God, don't remind me of that. Don't remind Stop. me of that. You're disgusting. Why would you bring that back into? Uh, God fuck damn it! You. Ah! Adolf Hitler's like, oh, Himmler, you left the jar too close to the radiator again. Months of fuck ruins. Oh, good God. Okay. The Race Betterment Foundation worked several times in concert with other eugenics organizations, such as uh, the Eugenics Record Office, which it helped form, which was meant to be a uh, a sort of human pedigree like agency. Um, it would literally provide children with pedigrees based on things that they inherited from their parents, uh, which 
This wasn't just like, oh, you've got the blue eyes. No, it was like half chins and fucking anemia. Yeah, fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, the SS did that. Yep. Uh, I wonder where they got the idea from. Uh, now they also suggested that they hold contests and uh, give awards based on these pedigrees, because you know that's how a meritocracy Beautiful. works. Love it. It's great. It's it's all great. Uh, again. All of the money that John Harvey Kellogg made his entire life went to this organization. And this organization existed for decades after John Harvey died. Its eugenics was an idea that persisted well into the 20th century. And like Colin oh, mentioned, yeah. there are still stupid bullshit pseudoscience remnants of this that remain in Way the 21st century. Way more than you expect. Oh, I mean, it's it's this is like... The kind of like crank medicine that we talk about with Brinkley, that we've that we've talked about so many times throughout the series, it's the same shit that fucking you know Alex Jones and all them are doing. It's it's the same fucking yeah. thing. It is, I it is I am going to tell you what to do with your mind, like verbally. I'm going to show you what to do with your body, and those two things together will make you spiritually stronger. It's the whole then, fucking thing. Then it's you can fight the physical, literal Christian devil. You can fight all those pot-bellied goblin vampires. They smell like sulfur. Okay, so Alex Alex Jones has a, he's okay. Alex Alex <laughs> oh, Jones you. is gonna be he's you. gonna be on the stand under oath pretty soon. Like within the next couple days, I listen to a podcast um, with because he just lost a, uh, a lawsuit from the parents of the Parkland shooting. Because, you know... Ugh. Not the Sandy Hook one? Oh, no, Sandy Hook No, he already no, lost that was a that separate one. lawsuit yeah, he, that he, he actually lost. already lost this yeah. one. Um, he just has to go to a jury, and the jury has to decide how much money he has to pay. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's not his sentence... Right? Not his sentencing, but I don't well, know what the fuck it's called. But I listened to a podcast with um, the, the lawyer, and they were like, Hey, can you do us a favor when Alex Jones is on the stand? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, do what you want me to do. They're like... Can you ask Alex Jones under oath if he thinks he is fighting the literal Christian devil? Because we all want to know. He said multiple times. He, yes, he but under oath. Yeah. I want to see what he says. I want to ask ask him about brain force. I would ask Alex Jones so many questions under oath, my God. I want to get that guy. Like, if I could get that guy and just, like, drip feed him syrupy heroin fucking that, that. <laughs> no i'm not gonna get anything out what's oh, uh, the sodium pentothal if i could just give him the old the old fucking <laughs> fucking uh kgb routine that old song and dance i would i would have everything fucking cracked open i'd show up at fucking charlie kirk's house and be like get on the floor <laughs> bitch i'm your boss now fucking you're gonna you're gonna lick these fucking doc martens clean before i let you leave now, the many horrifying ramifications of eugenics Nazis. are... Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. Uh, the apartheid. The Holocaust. The apartheid. Any number of pretty much every fucking the Rwandan genocide. In, in uh, yeah, we century. can keep going. It's, it's, it all goes Congo. back to eugenics. The, the, 
everything. Is that black, like black it's, people or whoever you know, whatever marginalized group is inferior because of X Y Z, because their skulls aren't this size, because you know, it's it's whoever has yeah, the resources yeah. that you want. You find an excuse and you make an excuse. It's because their jaws are the wrong shape or their skulls are too long or this, that, and the fucking jerk off other thing. And it's, it's the same, like, and it, I guess, I guess it's kind of topical now because with Canada now being kind of under the microscope with, um, yeah, like all, all these the, Indian uh, schools, what, did, what did they call um, them? Yes. Catholic the, residential, yeah, the residential, or residential schools. schools. Yeah. Like the, why do you think they got sent there? They didn't get sent there. Because they needed to they go to They got sent there because they were native they and got they wanted sent to there. whiteify them. And yeah. their skulls are the wrong shape. And their jaws aren't right. And, you know, if you can if you can hammer into somebody that they're not worth a damn, then you mm-hmm. can destroy their culture. And then eventually they can just go on and run your elevators and clean your floors and serve your kids. Was by far, I don't know why that was the first example. That elevators came out. are self-service now, Tom. <laughs> Especially yes, I and but they, they worked for that. a long time. Uh, <laughs> now that is that is definitely the most heinous thing that John Harvey Kellogg did in his life was his fervent and idolatrous support of eugenics, heretic, blasphemer. The second worst thing that motherfucker ever did was introduce goddamn black God squirrels in Battle Creek, Michigan. This fucking piece of shit. Fuck him! Fuck him and those God fucking black it. squirrels. It, this I am I am I feel personally victimized by this stupid son of a bitch and his goddamn black squirrels, which are by the way all over the state now. It's they are what they are is they are a, a melanistic form of the gray squirrel that did not exist in Battle Creek before yeah. 1915. Or Michigan. You see Michigan. what 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 existed. I mean, they were in, in different parts of Michigan. He got them from another part of Michigan. Oh. Well. But they were, like, all in the northern part of the state. Down here, we had a population of red squirrels, which you can still see running around in South Michigan sometimes. Um, John Harvey Kellogg hated those which, red, red squirrels. squirrels. Red squirrels, fine. Gray squirrels, fine. But like, Whatever. Fine. They, they, they leave yeah, you gray alone. Squirrels are you fine. leave them alone. Everything's fine. Black squirrels. If you want to know what John Harvey Kellogg gave these squirrels besides a home, he okay. gave them a sense Fuck of them. fucking entitlement. <laughs> these squirrels think they can take my fucking chorizo! You still feel personally victimized from that chorizo. You ate that, though, still. You ate I whole... didn't eat the chorizo that it took. You ate everything else. Yeah! So You're gonna waste some get to good it. chorizo it... just because a squirrel took a nibble out of it? Yeah, the just squirrel didn't used... touch the other parts of the mac and cheese. When we used to hang out in the garage all the time, those were black squirrels. Yeah, I know. Those little they're, chittery sons of bitches. They're huge. Yeah, they're this huge and like, fat, and know. six of them died in my fucking garbage can, the stupid little bastards. <laughs> it would rain. They drown? <laughs> it would rain. And they're black squirrels, so they don't know fear. So they, they're like... There's normally food in these big, giant fucking tubs, and they would jump in, fucking and then they morons. would drown. And it was like, it was, it was like Justin, like there was some sort of like ancestral curse on the land or something. Like something was happening that was drawing them ha- there to the garage, like to like harass us and torment us, and then. They would just ritually kill themselves right outside the back door to be like, and I didn't even want the food. 
I didn't even need to be alive. And then Justin had to bury him, and he put a brick over top to make sure no dogs would dig him up. I only did that with the one that I buried shallow. The rest of them were buried the one that I buried There's like shallow. seven the squirrels buried cool. in the backyard of a home that I used to live in. Um, but yeah, that's, that is that is my very personal gripe with John Harvey Kellogg. Uh, and They're that like small dogs. is exactly why John Harvey Kellogg is one of the worst That fucking the bastard. That sick son of a bitch and his fucking black squirrels and all of his horrifying, reprehensible ideas about race and his weird obsession with masturbation. I still can't... Like, I have a hard time believing it. that the man never came. I don't think he never came. I don't no, think that's he never true. did. I, I genuinely... Like, but here's the thing. I have a hard time believing it, but I believe is it. saying that? It's here's, him. He's the, the one thing, saying is that. I, him and his I don't wife. Think, and his His family? wife is saying that he never came. But he's working Listen, all like, day. He's in the sanitarium. I, I I would be I would be convinced to to hear that he never came um, on his own accord. I think I yeah. think that by the time you're thirty five, if you don't come, your your fucking body's like, yo, we need to get this shit out of there. So, you know, it's it's like <laughs> you, you think eat Thai food and then you try to walk up a long flight of stairs. You don't okay, have well, control for, at a yeah. certain point. There's I don't think nocturnal likes. emissions count because you don't. No, have we're not. Sa- I'm not saying that. Are you talking about like he just like he rubbed up against a mirror no, like, the wrong no, way? No, like like, like he was in his office. He you was in a, his from? office, and his secretary came in, and he accidentally saw her ankle, and he just fucking busted. I here's the thing. He's also an inventor, right? And he's trying to reduce like sexual like feeling. Who's he gonna test? He's, that the, on? he's the who's the he's first the control group person. He's, he's the control group. Well, of course, he's always the control group because he's the one he knows. He knows that he's yeah. not gonna come. I think he's the kind of guy who is so sexually obsessive that if he thought about it for long enough, he could shoot a hot load down his inner thigh without touching. Oh my God, it must have it must have you, just you been. You think ropes. that he would that he would go full Peter Curtin? Have you not ever come without touching yourself, like in any way? No! You should meditate more. No, I've never just spontaneously come, Colin. You do it. Why? <laughs> Why? Why not? Why does anybody do anything? Why do you invent cornflakes? Why do you go to... To stop people like Colin! Why do you, why do you go out of like your me. way to infest an entire like land with you know what? invasive it's... squirrels? I get it now. I get it. It's because of people like Colin. I'm like That's exactly why John Harvey yeah, you, you know, Sting, his whole thing is that he concentrates, and then he gets the feeling of coming, but he never shoots until, like, 16 Colin. hours later. For me, I there's no sensation, but it's just... It's like those fucking... Uh, it's like the batter guns that they use when they're making fucking, like, pancakes at the IHOP. That sounds Colin, awful. You're like, if if Spritz if John Harvey Kellogg was the WWE good guy, you would be the heel. Yeah, I'm you're the, the heel. heel. You are the heel. I'm the heel. I'm I'm fucking Colin, the masturbatory heel of the world. I'm fucking Bret Hart. That's who I am. I'm Bret Keeper Hart. Keeper of the, the masturbatory. I am the Bret Hart. You're fucking of Roman Reigns. <laughs> you're fucking you Randy Orton. Oh, I'm not Roman. Roman Reigns was a face. First he, of well, he he. They tried to make him the Rock. They fucking humped him as a face as, as a face for but people way hated too him. fucking long. He can't fucking perf- like he's shit on the mic. 
I'm sorry, but we're if we got if he's gonna it's, no, we're not. To we don't need to get into this. We don't need to get into this. To hacksaw Jim. <laughs> Thank you for okay. listening for another week. We no, will be back okay. next week. I'm the mental no, invalid no. that kills people and is from hell. Cool. Oh, you fucking stop. <laughs> Thank you for listening once again to Worst in the Industry. Your Join us again next week. Thanks, boys and girls. Kisses. Yeah, uh, we will be coming back hot with something heavy. Uh, call to action. Something sticky. Call to action. And something. Don't. No, no. Call, no well, call. Kella, all the Kellogg workers it's, are no, on the call to action is masturbate very frequently. You know what? Get some, no, yeah, no, get some cornflakes so, and masturbate. There is, there, is a, there is a very serious uh, call to Come action. Come on the cornflakes. Kellogg's workers are currently yep. on strike. Don't cross uh, the line. There are four locations in the United States. Battle Creek, Michigan, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, they have been uh, basically under threat from Kellogg um, for a while now. Kellogg's been threatening to, to um, take away their premium health care, to drop wages, to increase hours. Um, they haven't been paying their part-time associates appropriately. Um, nor their full-time associates. Um, they've been every time these concerns are brought up or mentioned, they threaten to send those people's jobs to Mexico. Um, one of the union representatives um, said uh, in an AP article that I'm sure uh, you can find pretty easily if you just search Kellogg strike. It's one of the first um, uh, links that shows up. He mentions something that uh, I hadn't even really considered um, regarding the Kellogg strike. He's like, hey, you know. People are are fine with having, you know, their cars and, like, home goods built overseas or in other countries because it means they're cheaper, they can buy them easier, and, you know, most people aren't, you know, most people who are going to have the money to buy those things, it's not like they were going to lose that fucking job anyway. When you move a company that produces food overseas, all of a sudden it's not under the purview of the FDA until it comes here. And it's not under the purview of OSHA. So those workers in Mexico are going to be even more heavily exploited. And the food more than likely will become tainted more and more heavily processed to compensate for that taint. Similar to what you see in the poultry production uh, nowadays. Where they've kind of just let everything go to the wind because they have so many friends um, in the FDA that they just fucking wash chicken with bleach like raw poultry with fucking like a bleach solution because it's the only way to make sure that they don't literally kill anybody who and it's the poultry. cheapest thing to do so um they don't I, I haven't been able to find any resources for donating to their strike fund um probably the best thing that you could do would be to raise awareness you know talk to your hey it's those conversations at work you know in your job when you're trying to organize it's difficult obviously but like you know how shitty your fucking job is. You know the parts of your job that bother you and hurt you and make it an unsafe place for yourself and your coworkers. Those are those are the things you should talk to them about. And fucking grab a beer with them after work. I know things are weird and not everything is open and, are, and things are closing back up. But just, like, understand that your safety and your ability to, like, take care of yourself and your family is the most important thing. And whether or not your boss fucking likes you or whether or not, you know they think you're a model worker doesn't fucking matter 
you know, these people, the second you push back a little bit, they'll do what they're trying to do, these Kellogg workers, and take their jobs away from them and send them to a completely different fucking country. Yep. So don't cross the fucking line. So do not cross the picket no. line. Don't cross the picket line. Don't buy Kellogg products. General Mills. Yep. Do not buy Kellogg. Do not buy General Mills. Fuck Kellogg, anyway. Yeah. Um, there, as far as I'm aware, there is no current... Uh, drive for their strike fund. However, keep an eye on the BCTGM, the Bakery, Confectionery, and Tobacco... Uh, tobacco Workers and Grain Millers uh, Union. That's it. Um, also, really easy to do. Uh, I know that my little brother did this uh, when the UAW went on strike. We, we, we uh, used to live by a, a GM plant. Um, if you live by Lancaster, Battle Creek, Omaha, or uh, Memphis, and, and you know where the Kellogg plant is fucking drop off a stack of hot readies like they're out there they're on the picket line all day they're not getting paid they most of them can't leave all at once they have to leave in mm -hmm. shifts to go fucking sleep a lot of them uh will like sleep overnight or like wear heavy clothes they can be there for a long time drop off some fucking hand warmers it's getting chilly out anything you can do you know case of water something anything help like, them out they're they're fighting not just for their own rights but they're fighting for your rights if you're a working person there's a lot more that we can do than just give money to the causes and it starts with direct action the most basic kinds of help and that is mm -hmm. direct action yeah all right all right thank you all for listening uh you will check our socials in the show notes and uh email yeah. us bye, bye. love you